0: Hey everyone! Welcome to the Pokanacha Podcast, episode number ten. Today we have a very, very special guest from the Royal Pain Music and Phasers on Kill. Oh yeah! Also, this little band from Bremerton, MXPX. We've got Chris Adkins. <laughs> I gotta admit, I'm a little bit nervous. Um. What a perfect addition to this band. I'm not going to say anything else. Here we go. It's going to be fun. Tune in and enjoy. Chris. Rich, can you hear me, man? I can hear you perfectly. How do I sound? (laughs) Loud and clear. Okay, great. We're getting this thing hooked up. Sorry, it's such a silly little app
1: and everything. It just does everything. You know what I mean? No, it's super easy. I I downloaded it and just kind of poked around the, the app a little bit. And it's anybody can do this, man. This is rad. It took me five years to start my podcast because I just couldn't figure it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so technical. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast. I love it. It's so awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm I'm glad you reached out. <laughs> I'm wondering what are our limits? Do we have any? We're live right now, by the way. So,
1: well, we're not live, live, but you and I
0: were recording.
1: Yeah. What are what are our limits? Uh, Can I go of, anywhere? Uh, oh yeah, man, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> if you say something I don't want to answer, I'll I'll say uh, next question. How about
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So let's start at the very beginning. The, this podcast is. It's about MXPX, but it's also about the fans. It's really about the fan story, and it's so perfect that you are like the movie rock star with Mark Wahlberg or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Can you tell us? Can you tell us the beginning of your your MXPX
1: story? Um, yeah. So, I I got into music probably oh i don't know 10 years old um because my older brother um had a bunch of cool old punk records and he would always be playing music you know bad religion face to face lagwagon no no <laughs> effects you know you name it he had it and introduced me to it and um and so you know you start reading like liner notes and things and going to local shows and getting in the scene and i remember uh I think I I saw like the album art for Life in General and I was like that looks so rad like this album <laughs> has to be good <laughs> you know so I ended up listening to it and just fell in love with it and uh that was like one of the first records that I was able to like bring to my brother and be like I found a band dude like check this out you know and so <laughs> we were all stoked on it and uh I mean that was the very beginning for me I think um I actually got that CD for it was my 12 year old christmas and it was like the first and uh my parents gave me one of those um you remember those old stereo systems that were like three pieces it had like two speakers and then the middle console had like two cassette decks and like <laughs> a disc changer um that was the christmas that i got like that big setup and i was like this is rad and then that cd was in my stocking so that's unbelievable it must
0: be kind of um kind of weird to be well we're going to get to that but what about that life in general uh painting in the monkey trench studio pretty amazing huh oh
1: incredible that (laughs) that, i mean yeah that that gave me goosebumps when i first walked in there and turned and saw that like oh my gosh that's the one (laughs) you you're probably a walking goosebumps bill (laughs) you know it's there's there's new things every time i'm i'm hanging out with the guys but i mean it's it's become a little bit more the norm now you know but <laughs> i'm i'm always you know incredibly stoked and amazed at at the things that i get to do with them well
0: congratulations and i think pretty much everybody accepts you that's all there is to it <laughs>
1: yes thank you i'm glad to hear that <laughs>
0: but i don't i don't know if anybody knows your story yet you know what i mean
1: yeah, yeah, no, and and it was you, you brought that up when you reached out to me, and uh, you you mentioned the fans, and you know that's the one thing that um that I learned kind of right away with with being a part of this is just how involved everyone is, and it's like a family. And when you put it that way, when you ask me, like, you know, I think everyone would like to know more about you. It's like, yeah, absolutely. I I I understand that, and I I want to do that. <laughs> I've got the biggest
0: smile on my face. It's like um it's like meeting tom for the first time in mesa arizona it's just a huge huge thing <laughs> <laughs> i love it um so we met at um the 25th year anniversary the second show yeah what what's that like i mean how long have you been you've been
1: with the band for about two years yeah yeah it's been just past uh just a little bit more than two years now um those 25th anniversary shows was kind of like the one year mark for me with the band. Um, I mean, the shows were incredible, right? Like hometown throwdown sort of vibe. (laughs) Everybody was stoked on it. The show box, right? We love the show box. Um, that was pretty nuts. I had a lot of friends there, um, seeing us for the first time. So that was also pretty special. That's
0: so great. It was. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, I've seen. I can't. I can't guess. My guesstimation is maybe 100 to 150 MXPX shows, and that was it. That was the best one ever. Really? Yeah. That's what makes you say that? Well, no question. Just, I'm. I'm not going to say you as the addition, but you completed the band. But the. Well, I did just say that. you you did it it was the best venue the best set list the best energy the best vibes um i mean before during and after and not only that you know i haven't seen seen the band play since 2009 in a helicopter hangar in chandler arizona so that was pretty big you know (laughs) that's rad yeah (laughs) but it was it was just unbelievable the absolute just the best experience i was so ah so blown away my girlfriend that was her first show and she was just like man the ataris have a long way to go (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny it's funny but it's very true (laughs) i love the ataris but man it's just like you can just see it's it's huge it's a huge difference now and being away being away from the band just makes me feel so much more love and it was just seeing man seeing um who was it tom pouring mike uh pouring beer into mike's mouth like that and a little bit on the, <laughs> a little bit on his face it was just like oh yeah these guys are
1: they're they're in love again you know that's classic yeah no you like seeing stuff like that on stage <laughs> it, it gives a little uh little glimpse into the the true chemistry you know so they're they're really good about that stuff i love it how what what
0: shows okay you live in tacoma right is that where you've always been from
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Tacoma, Federal Way area. I went to school in, in Federal Way and live in Tacoma now.
0: Okay. So what, what shows, what MXPX shows had you been to before getting to know the band and, and everything, do you know any dates or any
1: years or any venues? Oh, this is a great question. Um, so I'm going to have to go back a little bit. Um, so the first mxpx show that i went to was at the dv8 in seattle may it rest in peace (laughs) um and i the only other band i remember being on that bill was sorority house rejects um who were kind of like a a local a local punk band and they they played quite a bit of shows at that time um and that was an insane show like that was (laughs) and i must have been you know Let's see, I got I got life in general when I was about twelve. I was probably thirteen or fourteen years. You know, oh like probably one of my first shows ever, I think. And what year uh, what year was it? What do you think? So it must have been ninety eight, okay, I wanna say. Um yeah, it was it was all ages. My brother drove me up to it. A couple of my buddies were we were all together just losing it. And uh <laughs> yeah, that show was gnarly. And then I remember seeing them again at um, I don't think it was the admiral. It it was, um, it was a different theater in Bremerton. I want to say, mm-hmm. and I, f- I feel like, uh, Gobb was on that bill. Oh, wow. Um, oh, man, I'm really reaching now, but I remember going to that. I went to that with my brother. Was it the Roxy? No, it wasn't the Roxy. It, it was, <laughs> it was some different theater in Bremerton. I don't think it was admiral, um, and that was probably ninety nine yeah um, and then there was also a summer and i 've tried <laughs> i 've tried to look back on this i don 't know what year this was. It may have also been night it was right after uh, slowly going the way the buffalo came out um, and it was at, they were playing bumper shoot, uh-huh. and I remember. My brother and I, we were, we saw they were playing bumper shoot and it was like the day of, and I'm like, do we need to get tickets ahead of time? He's like, no, no, dude, it's huge. Like, we'll, we'll just go up. We'll be fine. (laughs) Um, and we went up there and the way that they had it set up, they were kind of playing this like outdoor area, if I recall. And, uh, you, you did have to get tickets to like that, that certain area, like for the show, of course. Right. Um, and so, We ended up just having to stand outside, like leaning against the fence, just trying to like (laughs) peek through and like we could hear the music and I'm like singing along, you know, from the sidewalk, basically. Um, So didn't technically get to see that show, but I was there. That's so amazing.
0: Yeah, there was there's a um, right as the ever, ever passing moment was um, released, the band came to Arizona and they played a show at, at this place in Tempe, the Green Room and um the in 2 days i believe they were headed to go play uh conan to do the responsibility oh uh, yeah Set, and and i i was freaking out and then they played in in Tem- tempe the next night they played in tucson in an outdoor in an outdoor venue and um i we got there too late and i couldn't get in and there was a fence and everything and neil recognized me and he's like hey come here and he he brought me in and everything and it was just so amazing that was like the very beginning of me kind of being around you know nice (laughs) that's rad that's a good story but getting in for free is the best oh he recognized because the night before he recognized me the night before he um yuri was borrowing somebody's drums and well, you know, Yuri can't just borrow somebody's drums. He was destroy- he was destroying them. Okay? <laughs> yeah, right. They were they were they were everywhere. The drums were going everywhere and Neil Neil was in the thick of it, you know? Yeah. And he he like he he waves to me and he he motions to me to come over and he's like, "Dude, I need your help. I need something to hold down this drum." And I was like, "Oh, no. What?" I went outside, I climbed a construction fence and I brought over a cinder block and he put it <laughs> on. The, it was unbelievable. I threw that block over the chain link fence and everything. It was just like, man. I
1: was going to say, how did you manage to climb that fence with a cinder block <laughs> over your shoulder?
0: It was pretty
1: unbelievable, but it was, man, there's so many stories. I love it. That's rad. We actually have I mean, kind of a, a similar story about Yuri and Drum. So the the 25th year anniversary shows at the show box. Um, I don't know if it was night one or night two, but something was up with the, the kick drum head. I think it, it cracked like we must've oh, blown through it. And so there were a couple of guys that and, and were like, you know, we need a new drum stat. And so they went down to uh, to the hard rock cafe in Seattle and basically <laughs> like pointed up to a drum kit, uh, you know, that's a decoration essentially. And uh, they're like, we need that drum. they were like what? And they explained like we're playing a show at the show box. Our drum head broke. Like we need that drum. It was the closest place other than like going to guitar center and getting a new head. Right. (laughs) Um, And they agreed. So these guys are walking down the street, borrowing a a kick drum from the hard rock cafe. It was so great. That's great.
0: You brought it back, right? I I think so. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So Okay, so we kind of fast forward a little bit. Tell me, you know, tell me the real story. How did you get how did you meet these guys? How did you how did you get in into the position that you're in right now?
1: Yeah, so. I I was in a band called Phasers on Kill um, for eight, eight years, and we were just a local punk band. Um, We'd done a couple tours and, you know, played around and all that. And we did, um, an EP and a seven inch at monkey trench. Oh um, yeah. So that was the start of it. Um, so recording there, we worked with, um, with, um, Brad Miranda uh-huh. and, um, and, you know, Mike was in and out sometimes during the recording sessions and, you know, met him and, um, and phasers ended up playing a show with tumble down at one point up there at the Manette and Bremerton, um, so, I mean, we just, we kind of all became friends through, through music that way. Right. Um, um, me and Mike um, in particular, I, I hadn't really met Yuri or Tom yet. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I think the the guys were um, just kind of looking for, I mean, they always tell me like, you're, you're the right fit, you know? And so <laughs> I think they were, they were kind of looking for you know, maybe a more punk inclined type, um, guitarist or vibe. And, um, and I had no idea that, you know, they were even <laughs> looking for anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, um, Mike and I had, uh, we had jammed a couple of times just like doing some acoustic stuff of his and, um, just hanging out and that kind of, went on a lull for, for a while. And then the next time he hit me up, he's like, Hey, do you, do you want to come out and jam? And, uh, I was like, Oh yeah, you know that the acoustic stuff, is that what you want to get back into? And, uh, his next text was a, was a 23 song MXPX set. List. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no, this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, wow. Um, but even at that time, I mean, I, I was so stupid. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> um, and I was just like, Oh, Oh, cause I knew that Tom was over in Japan for work. And so my assumption the whole time was like, okay, Mike and Yuri need to, need to like practice. Right. And they just want someone to come in and play the guitar so they can get their practice in. Right. I'm like, okay, no pressure. Like this is just going to be chill. Right. Um, But of course I I prepared for it. Like it was a show. So like the night (laughs) before I I told my wife, I'm like, don't, don't bother me. I need to practice. (laughs) Like lock myself in a room and, kind of most of the songs I knew, but learned some of the others and, um, went out there the next day and, and met Yuri and we just jammed. And of course they were playing everything like they play it live. <laughs> right. I, I had no clue about how they did that. So it's like, it's just like jazz, you know, you just try to pick it up and just go with it, you know, and, um, went through as much of the set as we could, which was most of it. Um, and and I was definitely like throwing in harmonies and singing because that's that's just one of my favorite things to do, um, and yeah, I mean it was after that Mike um, ended up hitting me up and asking me uh, to hop on board with the band, and I mean it was a pretty surreal moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, as you can imagine, right? It's. It, I didn't really know what to say and I'm pretty sure my answer is probably something horribly stupid. If there was like audio of it, like, uh, you know, I just remember that night, like I was just like laying in bed with my wife. I'm like, um, I'm playing with MXPX now. And she's just like, what? And I'm, we were both kind of freaking out. So, you know, that's a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, um, I can't stop thinking about that rock star video, the movie, but like how amazing would it have been if, if there was a camera, like, man, the, the best stuff, you always miss the best stuff, but it would just would have been so amazing to have that for the the next home movie. You know what
1: I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like some of the people close to me and, and that know like how much the band has inspired me and, you know, definitely sparked my musical, um, adventures from the start you know they get it right um and so that's really cool um (laughs) yeah it's absolutely perfect
0: um like i said i feel like you fit right in like when when i met you i i told well i told mike (laughs) i told mike i said will you introduce me (laughs) (laughs) and um it i was just it was like bringing it was kind of like birthing a, a child or something. It was like bringing in what? <laughs> Some, somebody that was, you know, cause that's how I feel like about MXPX. That's how people feel. You feel like that about them, you know, They're so, such a part of my life. And then like, I really didn't know about you, I guess. And then, then you were there. And I was just like, wow, I'm I, first of all, I was just impressed with the guitar playing. Then I was impressed with how you fit and how you looked. And it was just like, this is not, this is nothing new. This is like meant to be, this is just the way that it has been, even though you weren't there. It was just, they were just waiting for it. You know? That's
1: cool, man. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and there was some, there was a little bit of trepidation on my part after uh, kind of going from when Mike had asked me to then like prepping with the full band for the first few shows on like, Well, like, what's Tom going to think, you know, like, (laughs) like how, how's the rest of this going to go now, you know? But, um, Tom and I were like best friends from like the moment we met. It's, it's crazy. We're, (laughs) we're like really, really good buddies. Um, so, you know, that passed and we instantly like got to work on like sorting out guitar parts and (laughs) harmonies and like, do this, do that. And I'm like, well, you could do this. And he's like, Whoa, that's cool. Like (laughs) we were, we were helping each other, you know? And, um, and so it was instantly, it was just like a good creative space, I think, across the board. Right. You know, I'm going to say things that I feel and
0: that's all there is to it. But um, it it's like you, it, it's like Tom was waiting for you. You know what I mean? It's like, it feels like um, you guys, like you said, you're instant best friends. But man, you, I can see it. I could see it on stage. I can see it in the posts. I can see it in the pictures, in the videos, everywhere. Tom needed you to, you know, j- like I saw a picture of you guys both shredding and like your backs are to each other and you're kind of leaning on each other. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's what Tom needed. And I <laughs> I don't know what, what turned everything around. You know, maybe it's Mike's songwriting. Maybe it's Mike's... Um, kind of you can see his change in in beliefs and the way that he's he's running his life it went from kind of a teenage jumble to you know best life or something and and it's showing itself right now it's manifested as that and i'm i'm just saying man you just see you just see tom just light up differently and that's the way that it used to be and it's Mm -hmm. just like i i think everybody owes owes you a, a lot of appreciation i just think that Not only is the songwriting, but your youthful
1: influx, you know, was really part of it. It's funny. There's sometimes uh, before shows backstage, (laughs) I I would, I would issue Tom a challenge. Speaking of of youthfulness, right. Mm -hmm. I would issue Tom a challenge, like basically like a punk jump counter. Like, all right, let's see how many we can do. You know, like I'm going for (laughs) 10, so you better gear up, you know, just like, just like friendly competition type stuff. But I, I appreciate that, man. I mean, it's, um, it's been, uh, you know, my, my biggest priority out of the gate was just, um, kind of finding, finding the spot, you know, like, um, you know, a lot of it's complimentary stuff. Some of it's like solo stuff, kind of me, me going out and, and doing this thing at this part here. And, um, I've taken a lot of guidance from the band on that because they're, they're the most clear on their identity, especially as we've been creating these new songs, you know, right. um and going through that process with them. Um and yeah, like it's so much of it's just flowed naturally. Like I think, you know, my my background and, and my skill set, which isn't incredible. Like you you say you? You, you say I was shredding, but trust me, there, there I'm like on the lowest level of shred that there is possible. Um, <laughs> but it just you know, it's, it's played into the, into the group, like really well. So that's, it's been fun, man.
0: Well, I I don't want to hear any of that crap because (laughs) you, you have no idea. Okay. Just like yourself, I got into MXPX and it was about the same time, but add 20 years to, to my age. And I started playing guitar because of them and that's 20 years ago. And I'm, you don't even know, dude. You don't even know. It's like I started yesterday, okay? <laughs> it's not funny, but it's terrible. It's so funny. My fingers just don't work. I don't have dexterous fingers, so... Early carpal just, tunnel. Yeah, I'll just watch you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's better that way. Okay. I'll take your word for it, Rich. No, you don't have any idea. Just, just don't be... Don't be silly or whatever. You're shredding. You're in MXPX. You wouldn't be there if you didn't know how to play the guitar. So you're you're in there. You're good. You're great. You're really good. Thanks, man. Stick to the. I'm gonna stick to the power chords. (laughs) Whatever. I'm gonna. I'll jump off right. You know what Mike said about me one time? He said. He said that. Well, I'm not. Yeah, there was another person. There's only one other person that he knew that knew less chords than me. (laughs) (laughs) He said that. To my face, I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> but the the other person is a is a touring musician or was a touring musician. So <laughs> oh, there <laughs> you go.
1: <laughs> that's the thing, man. You can you can just have one string on a guitar and one finger to put on it, and uh, <laughs> and you can make music. So that's that's the beauty of it. I could be the next Elvis. I just got to keep trying. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> that's so amazing. So listen, you've got a full time job if you want to tell us about it, that's cool, but what's it like, you know, like you're flying out on weekends mostly, right? So it it works like that, but don't you
1: get tired? (laughs) Um, No, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm a project manager. um, And so more on like the IT side of things. So my, my job is, is pretty mundane, um, especially in terms of like physical activities. So (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, getting out on a weekend and, and, you know, really having some fun and running around on the stage. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's exactly what I need after five days of, of my normal job. <laughs> that's so great. You're the
0: right age too. You know, you're, you're what, how old are you? 32, 30, 32 33. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're the perfect age. Like right now, usually, you know, you might start getting a little bit lazy and maybe gaining a few pounds. So you're like out there doing it burning
1: those calories on the weekend. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's and it it fits in easy. You know, my, my, my boss is, uh, he's pretty cool about about everything. And um, I'm able to, to, you know, do all this stuff, just like Tom and Yuri are kind of using our, uh, our vacation time and, um, (laughs) you know, fitting it in when we can. And, you know, we we always want to do want to do it as often as we can, because it's, I mean, we have a blast.
0: Right. Yeah. um, Tom and Yuri, those guys got to be tired. They're the ones that are tired.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially, man, some some of the shifts that I hear those guys working like Tom. He'll get thrown on some crazy shifts sometimes like 12 hour days or swing this and overnight this. And it's like, man, that's bonkers.
0: That's unbelievable. But that's man, that's the life over there. I tried to get in there. I couldn't do it. I didn't know where to start. (laughs) Yeah. At the shipyard. Yeah, but I'm glad because I, I uh well, whatever. Anyways, um so you've got some shows
1: coming up in Texas soon, right? Yep. The uh, September what was it, seventh and eighth. Uh I'm probably doing terrible at this. I should have a calendar in front of me. Uh but yeah. I should have
0: had it. That's
1: right. I should have had it written down. It's that Friday and Saturday we're doing Dallas and, and Austin. Uh huh. With Five Iron Frenzy. So
0: that's that's gonna be rad. So we've got some new shows coming up too soon, right? I think they're going to announce some pretty soon. Uh, that's news to me. I, look, I'm the last to know about these things. <laughs> well, listen, you're going to North Carolina and then you're
1: going <laughs> to. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Map it all out for me. Will you rich?
0: So I, I need the
1: full itinerary in my email stat. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure there are things in the works, uh, but yeah, it's a lot of times I'm I am the last one to know, <laughs> which is fine.
0: Right. Well, I hope you know. I hope you can. I, I, the descendants are coming over here uh, next month, and I'm thinking, you know, they're pretty, pretty big, and they're really—it's a resurgence and everything, you know. With them, they've been for the last three or four years really touring. But I'm saying, if they can make it to
1: Spokane, I think MXPX might be able to. Oh man, that would be that'd be cool. You know, I've actually never been to Spokane. Oh really? Yeah, it was just so weird. I mean, it's not that far. It's in my state. Aren't you guys like the the second or third largest city in the
0: state? Yeah, second biggest city in the state and it's like the last thing before you get to uh, Minneapolis, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I just forget everything in between. Uh, it's pretty dead over there. Yeah. No, I got to make it over.
0: I would love to see you guys over here. We um I was so bummed like I was In Canada, like the week before your guys' last show in Seattle, and I couldn't bring myself to get back over there, you know, in a week turnaround. I was so bummed, but it's tough. It's tough, you know, traveling. It's not like the good old days. I used to go see MXPX play two, three nights in a row, you know, three different states and everything. Those were the days. Yeah, yeah, right. Hey, I know what I wanted to ask you about. So you've been around for a long time. You're from Tacoma. What about some of those Arthur shows? Were you ever to any of those? Oh man, um,
1: maybe. <laughs> I feel like if I did, nothing's coming clear. But I feel like if I did, they may have played uh, Club Impact once. Yes, and they I played there
0: two times.
1: Okay, so I'm pretty sure I was at one of those. <laughs>
0: So was it the? So there was the first one. the The Club Impact Show was like in ninety nine, I think. So that might have been close for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it might have been right, right around there.
0: Really, because it was with um, acceptance. Yeah, yeah, that's ringing a bell. (laughs) So, um, man, I got a pretty good memory about stuff like this, but. Mike was there. Mike had on a blue shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the
1: shirt color? Jeez.
0: Well, I had some pictures. We I came up from Phoenix to see uh they played in Seattle at some uh some little it might have been a, a little movie theater, an old theater, and it had the chairs in it and everything. It was very small, and that was like before I knew anything about Seattle. So I have no idea where that was. And then the next night was Club Impact in Tacoma. And then the night after that was Portland somewhere. I don't know where, but that place, yeah. the
1: place in Seattle you're describing sounds a lot like the paradox.
0: That's what it is. Yeah.
1: The paradox was rad. I saw quite a few shows up there.
0: Yeah. The paradox. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a great time. And then seeing, um, Arthur was like, um, the first time, supposedly the first time that Mike Tom and Yuri played, uh, should I stay or should I go? Was in Portland that night as Arthur. Oh, really? I, I was freaking out. It was so amazing just to see Tom, you know, like singing, and to be the first people to ever see it. It was just like, wow. Yeah, that's, that's rad. Cool. I I just I love those Arthur shows, and it was so crazy. I I know that you were there. I know
1: you were there. I think, yeah. I mean, I remember for a while I was going pretty much any show I could get to. Around, especially on the south end because it was it was so much closer than seattle i was at so right that that makes sense
0: and then i'm sure you know ryan too from from acceptance so oh that's yeah
1: pretty
0: crazy. yeah ryan,
1: <laughs> he's awesome man he came up and played with us at those 25th anniversary shows um, yeah him and uh uh sean from yellow card
0: yeah the violinist that was so cool
1: yeah that's unbelievable yeah. Ryan's awesome. Love the guy.
0: So what's next on the, what's next, what's coming up? What do you, is there anything that you're working on? What are you, what are you doing? You still with um, phasers on kill and the
1: Royal pain or. So phasers is on a little bit of a hiatus. Um, okay. But Royal pain. Yeah. So I, you know, you just, for me, I just never stopped writing and and I, I had some acoustic stuff going and I, I wasn't really keen on, piecing together a band at the time. Um, and so I started the Royal pain, um, just as a way to kind of do my own thing. Um, so I, I did a four song EP. Um, I I did that with Brad Miranda and that's out, that's on iTunes. And I got a link to that on the Royal pain Instagram site. Um, and so, yeah, I got some shows coming up doing that. So I'm, I'm playing, uh, three shows at the the end of the month with um, Yotam Ben Horan from Useless ID. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's killer. Um, I did a show with him last year and met him and um, he's he's awesome. Really skilled. And so we're going to do uh, a Seattle-Tacoma-Portland run um, next weekend. Sweet. Yeah, so that should be a good time.
0: I saw Yotam about uh, two or three years ago in Arizona and the the presence that he has even in the biggest dive bar was just amazing. You know? Oh yeah. It's like, it was like playing a, playing a, a sold out uh, Coliseum or something. It was just like, he jumped up on the bar yep. and he was just like pounding his foot and nobody could, could not look at him, you know? Right. It's like, everybody's drinking, everybody's a little bit buzzed and he's like, you better watch me you better you know i'm playing and it was like yeah you couldn't stop doing it he's great
1: yeah no i noticed the exact same thing like when him and i played um i think it was back in may so it wasn't it wasn't too long ago um he, he, he would come off the stage and walk right into the crowd and stand right next to you and he, he's just <laughs> totally riffing you know he'd you know he'd, he'd kind of you kind of vamp on a, on a note and just start telling a story, you know, and before you know it, he's, he's busted right back into the chorus, you know, and um, yeah, makes it uh, every move is a surprise, you know, so.
0: (laughs) Right. yeah. And then the harmonic, the harmonica comes out and it's like, what, this is insane. It's really good.
1: Did you ever see um, useless ID live or anything? No, never. And they were definitely a a fave of mine um, growing up. So I, I don't know what, how I missed them.
0: They're so good. They're, uh, there's something about, um, oh, man, I'm not I'm trying to say it the right way, but somebody from another country, you know, they've got they've got the way they speak and everything and the way that they sing and everything kind of like Mill and Colin. There's oh, yeah. nobody there's nobody better than Millencolin at what they do. And it's just like Useless ID. They're, they're they should be a huge band. Great, great, great band.
1: Yeah. Super good melodies, too.
0: Like their harmonies are insane. They're they're rad. Yeah, I saw um, Mill and Colin play once, and the lights were out, and or, or at the end of the show, the the lights went went dark. You could still see a little bit, and everybody just walked off the stage, still playing. And they, <laughs> the only person there was the drummer, and they were all like in the green room playing or something. And I was just like, that's the most epic thing that i've ever seen anybody do they just left yeah they didn't say good night they didn't do anything they just kept playing their instruments they weren't singing and and then it just it faded away and it's like wow that's awesome yeah <laughs> so you can never miss you know um you can never miss somebody that's coming from another country like i i, I told myself um mill collins come in this is like 11 years ago and they're coming like next month, and I'm like, okay, I'll go see them. And then I was like, eh, you know, got a little bit lazy. and I'll wait till next time. And then like 12 years later, it's like they haven't been back.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, you never know. You never know, especially with how far the, the bands have to go. But yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I like going to shows. There, there's something a little different, right? Like you're you're getting a window into you know a different place, a different culture, a whole different set of experiences, and yet at the same time, you're also hearing and watching like incredible music like you you shouldn't pass it up <laughs> ever yeah. ever ever yeah
0: it's gonna any band you could go you know i could go watch anybody i could go to the casino and see see the the bar band or whatever playing and there there's gonna be something that they bring that you're gonna like it's always gonna happen
1: maybe an MXPX cover
0: song that's what you're talking about right <laughs> i would love that speaking <laughs> of speaking of that i kind of met a friend once again like Honestly, like everything revolves around MXPX. But I met a friend. I had did the podcast list with him uh, last week live at Starbucks, and he lives over here um, in the next little town over. And uh, we're going to start, uh, <laughs> well, he doesn't really know because he doesn't have a base. but we're going to start uh, MXPX cover band. <laughs> nice. Okay, good. Yeah. We're, we're going to be called the Spoken Atcha Punks. <laughs> Was it spoken word covers? <laughs> <laughs> well, Spokane,
1: but oh, I kind
0: the, the Spokane you, I guess it's kind of hard to say, but I, we'll I, see what happens. That's good. You want to be? You want to be in the band?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe a, a little guest appearance when I make it out that way. Say, save me a spot.
0: <laughs> you got time? Here. You're not doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, what about the Kickstarter stuff? What do you think about that?
1: It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. I, I remember the night that it went live, um, you know, looking at, at, at kind of all the the perks and, you know, what our, what our goal was and, um, and just seeing the response, I woke up the next morning and we had already reached the goal. So unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And And then at that point you're like, oh my gosh, like how far can we take this? Like we can really get to some cool places and do some some special things with with this project around the new record so it was it was insane and i mean that's i think that is another thing that just goes to show how how incredible and and important um the the fan family is right it's it it was it was just mind-blowing to me (laughs)
0: it's a quarter of a million dollars i know it's there's a lot of money involved in in making everything and shipping it out i know that just as well as anybody it it, exactly what you said you know the fans really uh stepped up and yeah we're i mean extending the life of mxpx that's definitely something that's really going to be important as we get older because um, I told Mike when that al- when the new album came out, I said, you know, people are really depending on you. You change people's lives, and it's like, how can you how can you quit doing that? It's more. I mean, there's there's a million MXPX fans out there, and and that one millionth percent of each of them, you know, it's kind of when you add it all up, it's almost more important than everything else around. You know, that's a million people that are depending on positivity and motivation and 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 a spark in their life and you guys are giving it to them
1: yeah yeah no it's you're you're, you nailed it i mean it's, it's pretty special i think what not only what you know music can do but what this band you know has has done and you know so much of it um led to this record and i think you you hear that you you get so much of you know, experiences and kind of a culmination of, of things with lyrically and musically. Um, I think there's a lot that kind of transcends not only the, the fans and the group around the Kickstarter and, and, but the music itself, like it, it's been a like a perfect project really. Right. It was meant to be all
0: of the trouble, you know, all of the tooth and nails and the ex managers and all of the difficulties, I think, yeah, it formed who the band is and the time away. And then with the Kickstarter and the fans involvement and everything is just really just put a cap on it. That's sad to say, like, can it get better? Can there be another album? You know, there has to be, there has to be, there has to be more.
1: I remember as soon as we were done with this record, uh, Casey Bates, who, recorded it he was saying all right guys when are we do the next one <laughs> exactly. and like we all laugh but you know Tom's like yeah when are we like let's go you know and, like everyone was really galvanized by it and I mean most of these songs there were a few that kind of came um, like late in the process um, mm-hmm. but most of these songs we had been um, kind of creating for the better part of the year but, but before us even starting the 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 recording process. So like everything about it was totally organic from the beginning. And you, you can pick up on, on that, you know, like there's certain stylistic, there's an attitude, there's, there's like a fervor behind it. It's, I mean, it's, it's hard to explain, you know, but I just think some, some records and songs like really capture a lot more of, of what's happening behind the scenes and how, you know the the family kind of feels about making those songs and i think you can hear it
0: on this definitely definitely well my favorite album was the ever passing moment and i say was okay nothing could push me could move me from that position but this album did really yeah it's it's there there might be as an adult i can kind of admit there might be a few slow parts that maybe didn't hit hit it a hundred percent maybe like 98 percent on the ever passing moment but this one just it flows even better it's
1: hard to believe it's just hard to believe for me that's so cool to hear yeah it's i've had i don't know if you have this question queued up but i've had people (laughs) i've had people ask me um what my favorite song on on the album is and it's I feel like my answer changes every day, but I know, I know, I know one thing for sure. And there's like, there's two parts of it to me that like really get me like super amped up. Um, The first three tracks, I mean, right out of the gates, even four, right. I mean, throw in let's ride. I mean that, that start, you know, to this, especially with like how long it's been and, and the suspense and all that. I feel like when that's happening, you're just like, wow, you know, like you're in it. And then, um, I love the section later. So tracks eight, nine, and ten. Um yeah. with life goals, um pipe dreams and disaster. It there's an aggressiveness to it. There's there's so many things happening. Those songs are short and quick and just like super powerful. And I'm just glad they came out like that. Cause when we were were playing them and practicing them live like that was the vibe. I mean, we would hit those songs and just, you can't help. I would just get into it, you know? And (laughs) I think that that really comes out. So those two sections for me on the record, I think are like my favorite parts. And then of course like all 11 tracks are incredible to me. (laughs) Like I love playing them. They turned out rad.
0: So you, you, you're just like me. I'm, I'm dissecting the, the album and there's three parts to it. There's the beginning, the first four tracks, then there's the middle and then there's the last three tracks. It's just totally um it, they're just like not different gears, but there's just a different like those those all could be like little EPs or something. Not that they're they're long, but those three different track uh different sections of the album just really set it set it off. You can't not listen
1: to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean 11 tracks it's it's pretty digestible you know like it's it's a good it's a little 30 minute listen right but you're 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 hearing kind of every aspect of the band like every every component every um you know sing-along chorus every every beat every every fill every little riff like it's everything's there yeah the
0: the sing-alongs man and then the uh the background vocals the melodies and everything Uh it's like kind of like life in general ish where there's more of those um, uh, they're, they're kind of hidden those, those uh, background vocals. I think it's, I can't remember which song I'm thinking right now, excuse me, but I think that you're in the background and it sounds like the beach boys. I'm like, what, <laughs> is going, what is going on? You know, it's like
1: love and Wilson just like, what, <laughs> that's cool i it's really good. I really enjoy singing i mean that's especially harmonies like there were some early records that I got into like um like no use for a name uh more betterness and uh mm-hmm. there was e- even like some of the the middle to later years no effect stuff but there's a crazy Australian band called Frenzel rom. I don't know if you ever heard of frenzel rom, but they yeah. ha- they have insane harmonies and and mm-hmm. there was a a time in my musical development, when I was, when I was figuring out how to pick up that third, that, that harmony, it's, it's, it's a a third essentially. And, Mm -hmm. um, it, as soon as I was able to do that, I would like put on any record that I had. And if it didn't have the harmony, I would, I would try to create it and sing along with it. (laughs) And there's something that happens when you nail a harmony, like you can feel it, you know, when you like really lock it in. And I was all, like obsessed with that like so harmonies are a really fun thing for me and as we were you know creating these songs and um kind of learning the structures and stuff and going through them it would probably be like the second pass of of every song like the second time we play it i'm already trying to figure out like that harmonic pattern on like (laughs) choruses and this line here and all like oh i'm gonna do this on this part here you know and most of the time i would i would ask mike i'd be like hey tell me if you want me to stop but i'm just gonna go with this stuff and he's like yeah do it
0: that's so great to be given the green light on 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 that that's amazing you're you picked it up really well i think everybody everybody can hear it and feel it it's different it's definitely different cool good i love it so chris i'm not gonna keep you all day just like the album it's short and sweet um I'm, I'm so appreciative of you being my first uh professional podcast guest i'm actually I was coming over uh i think this weekend so if um if we drive by to well we, we will drive by Tacoma i'll honk at you okay
1: yeah, no dude, if you have some spare time let us meet up i can show you uh, I can show you around a bit
0: I would love to i 'd like you to meet my son my son has been watching all the videos and he's six and i 'm trying to get him into music and he really likes Post Malone,
1: but he really likes him. <laughs> all right, well, we got two things in common, then. I, I can talk some Post Malone to him.
0: <laughs> we were pretty scared. You heard about him the other day—the plane, the plane. <laughs> yeah, man, I did. <laughs> I don't. I don't even want to talk about it. It's. I'm scared to death as it is, so I don't like. Never mind. <laughs> that, that was very superstitious. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, Chris, um, you worked all day, and then you came home. You did an interview on the phone. I really, really appreciate it. Okay. Hey, yeah, my my pleasure. Anytime. I'm I'm looking forward to many more years of knowing you and and listening to your work. I've listened to your your um solo stuff, and I checked out Phasers a little bit, and I wanted to know what was going on with that.
1: So we're all we're all set. We're caught up, and I hope you keep doing everything. You know, <laughs> will do, man. Yeah, awesome. I, I plan on it until somebody tells me otherwise. I I plan on. <laughs> Who's going to tell you? <laughs> yeah, hopefully nobody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Chris, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Take care, Rich. And we'll see you around soon. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was so great. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, <laughs> that was such a great interview and is very, very, very easy. Everyone, make sure you check out. All one word on Instagram at the Royal Pain Music. And, uh, well, at phasers.on.kill is on hiatus right now, but check them out as well if you'd like to hear some of Chris's older stuff. And make sure that you're uh, still listening and interacting with everything so everybody knows that you're into it. Today's uh, podcast was brought to you by Anchor Valley Wine. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Herrera is in the wine business. Go get yourself a bottle. Thanks for tuning in. I love you. Have a great day.